White Hawthorn in the west of Ireland. I drove west in the season between seasons. I left behind suburban gardens, lawnmowers, small talk. Under low skies, past splashes of Coltsfoot, I assumed the hard shyness of Atlantic light and the superstitious aura of Hawthorn. All I wanted then was to fill my arms with sharp flowers, to seem from a distance to be part of that ivory downhill rush. But I knew, I had always known, the custom was not to touch Hawthorn, not to bring it indoors for the sake of the luck such constraint would forfeit. A child might die perhaps, or an unexplained fever speckle heifers. So I left it stirring on those hills with a fluency only water has, and, like water, able to redefine land, and free to seem to be for anglers and for travellers astray in the unmarked lights of a May dusk, the only language spoken in those parts. That was White Hawthorn in the west of Ireland. In this poem, we see Boland beginning somewhere that is familiar in her body of work, the suburbs. However, rather than focusing on this location, instead, the first stanza shows her leaving the outskirts of the city and heading to the west of Ireland. As usual, when we begin a poem, we will first lay out the most simple version of what is happening. The opening sees the speaker leaving the suburbs and driving west. Leaving behind lawnmowers and small talk, she enters a different, wilder part of Ireland. She sees white hawthorn growing in the landscape and remembers the superstitions surrounding it. Although she really wants to gather it up and fill her arms with the white flowers, she cannot, as she knows the ancient Irish custom of not touching the tree. The fear, the speaker tells us, is that it will bring a curse or bad luck. At the end of the poem, she sees the positives in this, as the white hawthorn was known for acting as a natural landmark guiding travellers home, and she reflects on how these ancient customs are still part of our culture in the modern day. Theme One thing Boland frequently does is blend the past and the present in her poetry. The theme of this poem is one often visited by Boland in her work, that of the history of Ireland and its traditions. Generally, these ancient traditions and customs are upheld and practised far more in wilder and more rural parts of the country than they are in cities, and we can see this throughout this poem. It opens with the line, I drove west. In this first stanza, there is a definite sense of direction, as the speaker leaves behind her normal life and the humdrum monotony of living in the suburbs. She says, I left behind suburban gardens, lawnmowers, small talk. As she travels west, the poem shows how quickly she settles into the traditions of Irish culture as she leaves the city behind, perhaps showing how much stronger she feels the ties to her ancestors the further away she is from the capital. The west of Ireland has always been considered more wild than anywhere else, partly due to the harsh weather conditions and the ruggedness of the landscape. In the second stanza, we see the speaker reconnecting with this landscape, as she says, I assumed the hard shyness of Atlantic light and the superstitious aura of Hawthorne. She speaks of how she longs to fill my arms with sharp flowers. However, despite this longing, she knows the long-standing tradition of not picking Hawthorne, as it was deemed unlucky. She says the custom was not to touch Hawthorne. 
Here Boland is showing us that the deep-rooted traditions of our ancestors still run through us today. She can't quite shake off this superstition. In Irish folklore, Hawthorne has always been associated with the festival of Bialtna. Held on the first day of May, it marks the start of summer. Many rituals to do with pasture, farming and cattle were carried out on this day to protect them and encourage growth. For example, an ancient tradition would have been to pour some milk near a lone hawthorn tree to ensure the continuity of milking throughout the season. It was therefore considered highly unlucky to pick hawthorn, and even more so if it was from a solitary tree. These would not have been touched as people feared it would bring death on their household. Boland touches on this fear in the lines, a child might die perhaps, or an unexplained fever speckle heifers. Taking these ancient customs into account, the poem can be read as a beautiful and unique commentary on being Irish and how tradition is so important in our culture. By travelling west, the speaker in the poem not only acknowledges the past, but becomes a part of that past by sticking to and upholding the traditions she keeps them alive. There is also a contrast here. At the beginning, we see her speak of lawnmowers and small talk, which are a symbol of modern Ireland. However, as she travels west, she is quickly back in the island of ancient customs and superstitions, which is part of our heritage, a link to our ancestors and times past. This is further highlighted in the final line of the poem, the only language spoken in these parts. Here Boland is saying that superstitions and traditions can be seen as a type of language, one that deeply connects us to the many generations that came before. Imagery The strongest image in this poem is that of the white hawthorn itself. As we have already discussed, it was thought that by touching it or picking these flowers, it would bring bad luck. The speaker longs to fill her arms with these flowers, despite describing them as having a superstitious aura. In the early summertime, Hawthorne blooms into lots of tiny white flowers, which she describes as seeing from a distance in an ivory downhill rush. Here we have a vivid image of the rolling Irish countryside covered with white flowers. This image is further intensified when she likens their movement to water. As the breeze blows the flowers, it is as if the whole landscape is moving. She says stirring on those hills with a fluency only water has. These beautiful images make us understand the temptation Boland has to go and pick the flowers, but the tradition is so deeply instilled in her that she does not. As well as being a strong image, the hawthorn is also a symbol of ancient Ireland. Style There are so many stylistic techniques that Boland has used within this poem. Firstly is the structure. It has seven stanzas that are separated into quatrains. A quatrain is a set of four lines within a poem. White Hawthorne is also written in free verse. This is when a poem does not rhyme and has lines that vary in length containing no real specific pattern. Boland has chosen to use this technique here to show that the speaker is on a journey. As we know, a journey is rarely a straight line, and this technique is used to reflect that. The free verse is also used well in the final stanza, as she says, It has a fluency only water has. This then reflects the fluid language and how the lines in the final stanza flow freely into each other. 
When she spots the white hawthorn in stanza three, the speaker is excited, and this is reflected in the poetry as the lines become even more free. There are examples here of run-on lines and enjambment which capture this excitement, almost showing that her thoughts are hopping from place to place. A run-on line or enjambment is when a thread or thought is continued from one line to the next, making it feel unnatural to pause at the line ending. Overall, there is no specific rhyming scheme within White Hawthorn, but there are a few examples of half-rhyme. This is created through assonance or consonance. Assonance is the repetition of vowel sounds, and it is generally used to create a haunting or lonely quality. An example within this poem is in the first stanza with the use of season at the end of line two and gardens at the end of line three. These two words do not rhyme perfectly, but the vowel sounds in them are very similar, so they do create a sort of pattern and rhythm. Boland also uses internal rhyme in this poem, which is when rhyming words are not placed at the end of the lines, but instead are within the same line. Examples in this poem would be west and left in the first stanza, and downhill and fill in stanza three. Conclusion White Hawthorne in the west of Ireland would pair well with a number of poems on the course. The War Horse also shows a division between suburbia and the natural world. There is an element of Boland reconnecting with her ancestors in the War Horse that she also does in this poem. The Famine Road also delves into Irish history, which you could link in with how important it is to remember the past. Both of these poems are ones that we have covered already, so you can listen to those wherever you get your podcasts, be that Acast or iTunes. And to keep on top of everything happening and new episodes we have out, make sure to follow us on Instagram at study underscore pod. And you can also follow us on Twitter at studypodireland.